Welcome to Adjust Your Life, an integrative health podcast about you and your overall wellness with Dr. Tim Dooley and Dr. Patrick O'Brien. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Dooley. Uh, welcome to another episode of Adjust Your Life podcast. I'm here with my PIC once again, Dr. Pat O'Brien. PIC. What's going on, everybody? Hey, what's up? All right. Today's topic is a very interesting one for me, but uh, we get asked this question a lot. Uh, so we're going to go into it. And we're going to try to come up with 10 minutes of content, which might be a little bit difficult. Well, but I, you're right. and But I think that this is, it's, it's, we discussed the topic. And I think this is a, it seems like a very basic topic compared to ones we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be a very helpful one for those of you who've. Let's just ex- make sure we tell her this is our opinion on this topic. Okay. Which is. Fair enough. I would think it's pretty universal, but we get a, disagreements all the time with some folks. Some patients actually disagree with us, but sure. go ahead. Yeah. So the, the topic here is going to be. Uh, when you when you're leaving the office, a patient will be like, "Well, do I need to use heat or ice? Uh, do I, should I put heat on this condition? If I sprain my ankle, should I use ice or heat?" It, it's just a commonly asked question because it seems like you hear about you go to the hospital and they tell you to put heat on it, and you go to another doctor they tell you to put ice on it. So we're here to try to give you the, the basics as to what the difference between using a, a, a hot or a cold based therapy based on the condition. Well, let's break it down. So that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So the the heat is a Therapy that's provided to a lot of patients, uh, in my opinion, prior to other therapies being introduced. Uh, it's a it's a therapy. Heat is going to be more so and beneficial for opening blood vessels, providing more blood supply to an area, loosening up muscles, loosening up spasmed or tight muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, and we'll go more in detail. Usually, I associate heat therapy with more chronic based conditions on average, and what that means is. You've had Some, it for a while. You've had it for a long time. Yeah, like so people that have a lot of just generally stiff muscles, people have had like a lot of arthritis in certain areas, like heat's going to help to loosen that joint up and make it more. And by mobile. a while, specifically for me, is anything over two weeks. If it's been bugging you for two weeks, three weeks, then it's considered chronic to me. Yeah. Or and subacute. It, and again, the chronic, yeah, well, yeah, you got the acute, subacute, and chronic, and I would agree with that. The, the use of, of heat's going to be more so with that. And we'll talk about conditions with this, but then just so we know the difference here, the, the other one would be the, the cold therapy or ice or cryotherapy. Here are these different terms. And usually this is, in my opinion, is going to coincide more with injuries that are more acute, which means just happened, uh, early onset injuries. Like I sprained my ankle, I pulled a muscle, I have... Mm-hmm. I got bumped in the head and I have a, you know, like a goose egg on the head. You want to calm it down. Those are, and we think we know to, to put ice on those, but there's also a, a situation where if you put the wrong therapy on, that can make the therapy last or the injury last longer, or it can make things worse, which, which we'll go into. So mm-hmm. well, let's start with heat. So there are different types of heat. Uh, most folks will come in and say, and I've been using a heating blanket or heating pad all night. Um, is, is that helpful? Well, it depends, you know, if you have a chronic injury, sure, that's pretty good. It's not the best, but it's pretty good. The best form of heat, which you would agree with me, is the moist heat, or damp heat. Uh, but what that's going to do is uh, penetrate more of the soft tissue within an actual heating pad. A heating pad will mostly do just the surface, and the moist heat will be much deeper. And most musculoskeletal injuries, most back injuries that we deal with are going to be much deeper than the, the superficial or just the skin. Yeah, the, the water-based part of it definitely helps with the, with the absorption. It kind of really gets the into the muscle belly further. And, and you got therapies such as 
and we, we I'll let you talk here, but we got therapies like a hot tub would work in a similar manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you got other heating modalities like a hot bath. Yes. Would be perfectly fine. And what I tell folks is grab one of your ice packs that's not frozen. You can put those in the microwave. Yeah. And then wrap a wet towel around it, a wet or a hot wet towel around it, and you can you know create your own damp heat um, without getting into a uh, hot tub or a, a tub if you don't have either. And usually for most of these conditions, and I know there's like a ton of conditions we could talk about, but I would say, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes is probably appropriate. You also want to make sure you're not sensitive to heat, putting heat onto uh, the skin directly, which would be okay. Usually I would tell, put a towel down and then put some sort of moist heat on top Mm -hmm. of that. If you're putting that for too long, this can cause, you know, you don't want to burn yourself. Right. Uh, you don't want to do it too long where you develop some sort of like a blister or a rash or something. So, you know, kind of ease your way into it. But, you know, if you're about to go be active and let's say you have a, a chronic lower back or a lower like a knee issue and, and you're about to go run or something, it's it's very much recommended to heat that up prior to getting out there and doing that versus cooling it down. So mm-hmm. heat, it's going to be really beneficial in making joints more mobile. Sure. I just think and not only is it better than the, the, uh, the uh, blanket or the heat blanket it's also safer i mean you yeah. plug that thing in all night yes it's like which it's like, i have patients that do that oh they'll my. sleep the whole night with that and that scares me for sure from a number it's a fire hazard but it's also like you're sleeping you don't you know again we're getting back to the safety of keeping heat on your skin for that long it's just you're not it's not meant to do that so yeah. i think there's a place for it you know if you're sitting down watching tv or something you want to stay warm you know in the cold i think that's more for that than it is a musculoskeletal injury so re- real quick let's let's kind of between you and i let's go over four or five Maybe the top conditions you would probably associate using heat. And I say top conditions. We don't have to say specific Just things. Like, but like, there's a reason why when we're older, we move the Florida, right? You need to be warm. So think of like, you know, bad knees, bad shoulders, bad hips, yeah. uh, arthritis in any one of those joints, arthritis in your spine, your neck, your back. I mean, you can pretty much, you know, go from there in that aspect. Yeah. So, and then and, and that kind of wraps up the five or four or five yeah. listed there. You know, easy. if you sprain your neck and you're in a car accident, you have whiplash, mm-hmm. it's not going to be suggested you put heat on that. He said for a bad neck, well, it'd be a bad neck if it's like chronic issues. But if you have a new onset thing and you sprain your neck, not heat, that would be more of an ice thing. So, so let's get into the ice then. So like yeah. you wake up in the morning and you like can't turn your head, you can't do that. I mean, that's going to be an ice situation. Or if you fall or you know, those type of things. As opposed to just having a consistent pain throughout. If it's something completely new, then it's something different than what it was the day before. That's when we get into ice. Weekend warriors, someone who's going to get out and do a lot of sports on the weekend and then soar as a result, ice. Uh, a lot of athletes, uh, for those of you listening who have kids who are in sports who are sore from the result of some sort of a game or whatever it may be, ice. Um, these are going to be things that are really going to also not just decrease the inflammation ice is going to or cold therapy is going to bring the inflammation down mm-hmm. it's going to uh, allow the fluid or edema or swelling or whatever you want to call it to subside which is going to if that doesn't get if you don't get rid of that that can linger for a much longer time so you're actually going to accelerate your healing by using ice so much so that i've even seen articles showing the use of cold therapy following an injury or ice or whatever it may be is more effective than taking even ibuprofen or medications for a period of time if you are consistent with this. I mean, it's there's a lot of benefits to being uh, to, to be said with the use of ice for sure. And not only are we saying that from a doctor's standpoint, I mean, him and I both have a pretty big background in sports, and I can tell you how how many times I, – I can't tell you how many times I was in an ice bath or used an ice pack and really makes you feel like a whole new person for sure after yeah. an, a new onset injury for sure. You know, like another side question from that people always ask me, 
how long? How many times do I do it? Uh, I don't. And I feel like what do you usually five say? Five different doctors they give you five different answers. To yeah, I think you know, just do it twenty minutes on, twenty minutes off, for yeah. you know, a couple hours if you have the time. I mean, you could potentially do that all day if you weren't doing anything. You can, and and it, some people are more sensitive than others. Some people mm-hmm. have certain conditions that don't allow you to be in a cold situation like this. So manage what works for you. Um, keep an eye on the color of the skin. If it's starting to change color, I would advise stopping. Mm-hmm. But like for me personally, like you know, you get in one of those cold tubs after a football practice. I mean, you're submerged all the way to my neck oh, in thirty some degree water, that which feels terrible. horrible. But when you get out of it and it starts to warm back up, I, it's I literally feel like I'm a whole new person. So I mean, truly, like it actually was the most beneficial thing I've ever done for my body. Is How many minutes in that period. tub? The minutes in the tub, <laughs> um, no, probably ten, twelve minutes, something like that. Okay. And uh, at that point, if you're down to the neck, you can't, you can't move, right? You can't, you can't, you, you start to become so stiff. Yeah, you're gonna be, be hypothermic. You're doing, but this is also directly on the skin. The average patient in this office, I'm not gonna have them put ice directly on the skin. Some people can handle that. I like a napkin under it. Yeah. Something you don't, you want to prevent something the thin. the uh, some sort of like a burn or a freezer burn type thing, which we don't want to have happen. But I say I say the same thing: 15, 20 minutes on, twenty 15, minutes 20 off, twenty minutes off, something like that, and, and that would be fine. Um, and then you know the question I get all the time is, uh, but it feels really good when I take a shower for like fifteen minutes and then get out. And then I always ask, what's it feel like ten minutes later? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the worst I've ever had. I'm like, well, I think if you do do some form of heat in an acute situation again like you hurt yourself you're very uncomfortable i would always follow it up with ice to prevent that uh inflammation from really building and building and building use the ice to kick it back a notch i wanted to kind of i always come up with that with my patients and i want to make sure they know well when you when you get hurt it you have pain you have pain because of inflammation inflammation is going to follow heat basically so the hotter something gets the more it, the more swollen it gets, there's more heat involved in it. So you want to decrease that by using ice. So yeah. if you sprain your ankle and it swells up and it's there's already blood flow and a lot of things going on there, you put more heat on it. It's just going to promote that. Mm-hmm. I, so it seems I know it seems like a simple concept, but like like you just said, um, you just definitely have to with ice. Yeah, ice, anti-inflammatory, decrease pain, improve range of motion. That's the three things. Yeah. Um, now the two other things that we want to talk about um, get away from just the basic ice and heat, but more into like a something that's new and upcoming now is called the ice plunge tubs. Everyone's going out and buying one or everyone's going out and getting a sauna. So we're talking heat extremes. Let's go into detail of what those are doing for us. So like the saunas. Start with the sauna. sauna sorry, we go to the, the hot side of it. The, the sauna is a therapy that's it's going to be beneficial for a number of things, which we that's a whole other topic. But the sauna is going to work in the sense where it almost has like a what they would call like a conduction type of heating. So mm-hmm. it's going to get it's going to force the heat deeper into the musculature more so than just standing out in the, you know, the warm air or being like on a heating blanket. They have different effects to it. And, and by being in the sauna, it's going to kind of really get into the, the, the tissue at the same time. You're also going to sweat, which, which is going to make you have a, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have a covering of like a perspiration or you're going to have, um, you're going to, you're going to have that, that sense of like a, what it would be like moist heat. And it's going to get in deeper once that happens. So mm-hmm. not only are you going to sweat, but then that heat's going to heat up the sweat and then in turn actually heats up the muscle and actually gets in deeper. So there's yeah. a lot of benefits to so that. Muscle recovery, detoxification, um, you, know, you know, joint and muscle pain will be diminished at the very least. Uh, even some skin health I've been reading about 
over the over the weeks here. Sa- um, saunas are fantastic. They they really are. And there's there's two types of saunas. There's just the general sauna where they put in like the the hot stones or the whatever the heater in there, and they'll pour kind of water on it. It'll, it'll steam. steam. But then there's another sauna that seems like more of a common thing these infrared. days. Infrared. It's the infrared. Yeah. yeah. And and that's going to be different because that's essentially. And I don't want to say this the wrong way, but it's more like it's heating from the inside kind of out, if you will. And it's kind of really bringing it to the surface. You don't really feel the heat when you're in there, but mm-hmm. you, you you start to feel hot yourself. It's a weird feeling, but also very effective in, in chronic issues. Very effective, actually. Does it improve, like, alertness? Like, do you feel like... I have patients tell me anything and everything. They Yeah, they feel more alert. They sleep better. They have no more soreness. They, you know, they've lost weight. Uh, there's just a number of benefits to that. But again saunas you you get in there 15 20 minutes you think you're fine and and you know with every passing minute you may think you're fine but you step out of that sauna and all of a sudden you could feel a little dizzy and be like whoa that was i was in there too long like it'll sneak up on you so very cautious if you've never been in the sauna i would i would undercut what you think you're actually going to be if you think you're going to be good 10 minutes i'd only go a few minutes and see how you feel because it'll it'll catch up with you pretty quick um next one is the ice plunge this one's all the rage nowadays Everyone seems like every fitness, every, um, what do you call it, fitness dude or gal on social media is always plugging their ice plunges. It looks absolutely terrible. Let me be honest. It doesn't feel great. And it's you... not for everybody. Oh, gosh. It's, it's not for everybody. Um, if you've any of you have ever even just stuck your hand in like a bowl of water with ice and stuff and trying to hold it there for six, seven minutes, I mean, the first couple minutes is horrible, but once... Once it goes numb, then it's fine. Yeah, I'm but used to standing in the water your, fishing, so I mean that's yeah. I can I know the feeling. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, especially when you're doing your entire it's body. Not good. So the ice plunges are fantastic. It's it's there's a lot of people that aren't going to be able to handle that, and it's just it's it's a lot to take on. But then with that, rightfully so, there's another therapy people use, and that's called like cryotherapy, mm-hmm. and that's like there's these freestanding offices that have this big like machine or if, if you will, it's like a stand up tanning bed almost, and your head sticks out the top, and like very Cold temperatures help to soothe the inflammation in the body as well. I personally have not used those, but I've had people that have done very well with those. So uh, good for good for acute issues. Good for a lot of just very active people at the time, athletes, things yeah. like this. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't run out and buy one yet no. unless I try it somewhere. I don't, where can you do a cold plunge around here? I think there's one over in Centerville that people have utilized, and I think they can be a little hmm. expensive depending on it. And, and um, it, it's it, it's definitely I think they use like a nitrogen type tanks to provide the however cold it gets but i mean there's i've not seen any risk with it but again it's back into that that acute based issue if you've had like you told you need a new hip replace or a new hip and you've had a bad hip for a long time i I don't advise going and getting in that you know you're you're gonna have to look at it from a different perspective and that Mm -hmm. gets back to the heat so it just depends on the condition you have basically Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's that's just kind of it's a long-winded answer to a very very simple question. It's just a question that I feel like I am asked all the time as I'm literally you know walking out the door. Well, should I use heater ice? And well, okay, that comes down to what the problem is, and then understanding what the different types are. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the way we view it. I think that's the, I think that's the way you should view it. Honestly, I don't see a better way of explaining it. I don't see a better way of um, telling patients how and what to do. And it's not really, you know, we talked about this is our opinion. I mean, it is our opinion, but it's it's just simple concept. Like yeah. like you said, heat follows the, the, the inflammation, and then, you know, ice is going to decrease the inflammation. So mm-hmm. if, if you're inflamed from something you did, then that's the time to ice it. So yeah. if you're in a car accident, you're going to want to use ice. But if you're, you know, chronic issues, it's heat. So it's pretty self, self-explanatory, but obviously this is something that, you know, if you don't know what to use, we'll come in here. We, I mean, we'll be able to figure that out pretty, pretty quick here. So. And cold plunge and sauna, those are things that you can do on a regular basis. They're not injury based. It's oh, yeah. just more yeah, of like yeah, yeah. F- 
you know, functional base or like a you know, performance base. If you're looking to get an edge, you know, those are things to do. So I agree. All right. That's pretty much sums up our, our podcast on hot and cold. Is that what we're calling it? Hot and cold. That's so cool. I'm sure we'll oh, have like a nice that. tagline when we post this. So it'll be good. All right. Thanks for listening to Adjust Your Life podcast. Uh, if you want some more information, please go to our website, uh, ipmdohio.com. Thanks. Thank you.